friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast, that service of change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, for free at serviceofchange.com slash I am human. I'd love it if you checked it out. Subscribe to The Secret Newsletter. You can read the book for free. Uh, the newsletter comes out just about every week with uh, highlights from you know each week's podcast and some exclusive content and thoughts from me reflecting on things. You also get various discounts and things to the Service of Change bookstore. Um, you know everything through serviceofchange.com. Many ways to listen to the show. Uh, you can listen on iTunes. You can listen on YouTube. You can listen on SoundCloud and through the Service of Change app. You can all get through the show notes at serviceofchange.com. Let me jump into this show today. I want to talk about life after death. It's something that probably everybody has thought about at some point in our existence. Whether that thought has just been, well, I think once we're dead, that's it. There's no life after death. And beyond, we have various belief systems that we, uh, you know, that, that I guess run through this planet that we live on, this existence that we call life. So I just, uh, I guess earlier this week, I finished reading, it was actually the audiobook version of uh, Robert Monroe's final book, The Ultimate Journey. Now, those of you that have been following the show and listening to the things that I've spoken about, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, of Robert Monroe and the work that he's done, uh, that he's pioneered, really, through the, you know, the, the institute he founded called the Monroe Institute, which basically explores consciousness. And he's found a way to... Um, generate repeatable results in the exploration of consciousness. And he has technology uh, called hemisync technology, which is through the use of, uh, you know, bi- I can't explain as well as the Institute can, obviously, but binaural beats, which plays one tone in one ear and a slightly different tone in another ear, and it creates a waveform, basically, that meets in the center of your brain. Uh, and those different uh, frequencies of waveforms will induce altered states of consciousness. It's most popularly known for the out-of-body experience that they're able to induce in many of the participants that go through the different training programs that they have there at the Monroe Institute. Now, a little backstory here. Um, when I was about 16 or 17 years old, this is how far when my journey really started getting going. You know, I was having experiences. This is kind of part of the stuff that feeds into you know the next book that's coming out from me, Food for the Archons. I would have those typical experiences that people report. I don't know if they're typical, but you wake up and you're in a, a state of paralysis. 
And if that's not scary enough where you're going, I'm wide awake, I can hear the TV playing or I can hear whatever sounds are normal in my home right now, but I can't move. And then all of a sudden, out of you know, your periphery or you just feel it or you sense a presence in the room. Now, I've had this happen several times. I've had that sensation of, oh my gosh, there's a shadow in the room. It's gone further. I've heard, you know, that shadow has approached me. It's put hands on me. Um, you know, that's a topic for another day. Things I've talked about in my podcast about the documentary, The Nightmare. Uh, but I've encountered stuff while I'm fully conscious, fully aware, again, hearing the normal sounds, and then there's something else in the room. So, you know, I had an interest in, in this topic and, and, you know, consciousness and spirituality and, and hey, there's got to be something more going on. And I came across a book, my mother gave it to me, called Cosmic Voyage by Dr. Courtney Brown. And Courtney Brown is a, is a remote viewer. Um, he, he's founded the Faber Institute, which is located out of, I forget which uh, county, but it's in Georgia. Not the, it's not the Faber Institute, the Farsight Institute, forgive me. Um, and, and this is where they do you know, remote viewing sessions on any variety of topics, from hard, tangible, verifiable targets that they'll look at to um, abstract topics you know, like UFOs and extraterrestrials and lives on other planets. Um, so check it out, Farsight Institute. But my point is, as he was learning how to do remote viewing, which is basically a way to psychically view any place or any time, again, they get verifiable results as well with the, with the things that they do. As a part of his training, he referenced going through the Monroe Institute, where he learned a little bit more about how to expand your consciousness. So I took an interest in Robert Monroe and his work way back when I was 16 years old. And it's come up in, in all the research I've been doing into this time and time again, because they're, they're doing really good stuff that, that I think on a personal note, the, the things that they teach and have available through the Monroe Institute, I think should be taught in every school around the world because it, it will give us you know, a better sense of who we are. And that is one of my main goals as an author and as a podcast host, as a writer, is to expand our, our understanding or, or our, at least generate the question of who are we? Because there is, there's more to us. I can say that with confidence, with the evidence that I've uncovered, uh, you know, that I'm compiling, let me say that I'm compiling, not that I've uncovered it, but that I've come across that I'm compiling in my book, Food for the Archons. We are capable of so much more that I'm barely scratching the surface with these podcasts that I'm, you know, that I get into. But I hope they give you, you know, some kind of direction, something to look into. I hope it sparks an interest in you. So the work at the Monroe Institute Robert Monroe found out back, back, I want to say in the 50s or 60s, that he was waking up looking down at his body. So he'd be basically floating on the ceiling, staring at his body. And he was going, whoa, what's wrong with me? Got all sorts of medical tests and find out he's, he was actually very healthy, had a clean bill of health. So we started exploring this further. He also owned, I think, some radio stations or whatever. And with, with the work of a team that he assembled in, in his research and development, they came up with this technology that would allow this state, this out-of-body state, to be induced in people. Um, so you're able to leave your body. And what they did was they went out and they explored. And, you know, what is this state? What can we do with this state? Um, and, and if you go to their website, the Monroe Institute, just Google it, um, they, they have the Explorer series. And it's a bunch of the old tapes of people when they were first going out and trying to explore, you know, what is this? What is this world that's out there? And they were finding some really interesting things. They were encountering other intelligences that were out there as well. So... I just finished reading his third book called Ultimate Journey. It's his final book. And it talks about, you know, 
where is all of this leading? And it, it talked a lot about him trying to find his purpose in life and, and life after death. And then one of the things that he was sure of was that life continues on once the physical body dies. You know, one of his mantras that he puts out there is, I am more than just a physical body. And, and you know, this has kind of been the driving force in his work. And, he, and, w- and what, he was, what he states in his books is that if you go through some of the training programs at the Monroe Institute, you will know that life continues on, that you continue on beyond physical death. So in his book, he's talking about how he's pushing it and he's pushing the boundaries and going into all these different states of consciousness. And there's multiple states. They call them, you know, focus levels. You know, focus 10, for example, is your mind's awake and your body's asleep. Uh, And then it moves on. I think there's a focus 12, a focus 15, you know, and, and so they go all the way up and each one brings you to different spots. There's one state where, it, you know, it's timeless. You could feel like you're gone for hours and hours and hours and really only about a minute has passed in our physical waking reality. So a, a lot of fascinating stuff in there. In this journey that he that he went on, he enc- he started looking for people that had passed on. And, you know, one of the things that he found, one of the things that he started doing um, kind of, he was kind of led to was that he'd get this when he was out of his body he'd get this pull to go to a certain location or a certain time period and he'd end up finding somebody who was totally confused and upset and what he was realizing was these people had just died so then he would take that person and follow his intuition his inner beacon and say come with me I can take you where you need to go and he would start traveling with them off towards whatever his next destination was. And he identified certain levels that were what he referred to as where the belief system frequency was, basically. I don't, those aren't his exact words. but And he said that a lot of times as he was passing through these frequencies, the person he was escorting that had just died would then disappear. And he later learned that well, when somebody reaches those belief systems, if that is their common held belief, they get welcomed by somebody, a representative of that belief system to bring them into it. And it got me thinking about uh, some of the older books I read, uh, you know, when I first started studying you know, pagan spirituality, and it talked a lot about the power of belief and, and other studies I've looked at as well, talking about the power of consciousness. We are conscious creators. We have the power to create things with our minds. And in this aspect, I think there's a lot that has been created through our own beliefs. And, and according to what Monroe has encountered, if let's say that you're a Christian and you believe in heaven, when you die, because consciously so many people have devoted energy to the, crea- to the belief in heaven, there will be some type of heavenly existence and someone there to guide you through that transition process that mostly resembles your belief system. But that's not the only thing out there. There are multiple belief systems and there's other places where if you don't have a belief system, which I, I, I think if I interpreted the book correctly, Monroe believed that to be more in tune with reality than a belief system, which is a product of human creation. Um, you, you know, you, you get absorbed into these different these different areas for your transition process. So what he was finding was that there is there is life after death, and that certain people are able to help you transition through that. Now I know 
Tom Campbell, I believe is his name, author of My Big Toe, who is also kind of like a co-founder with, uh, with Bob Monroe, at least a, a big major researcher. He's a NASA scientist as well, NASA physicist. Um, you know, he does this as well. What, what happened was after Monroe had all of these experiences, he created a system. Uh, which which is now called the Lifeline. It's a, it's called Lifeline. It's a training course through Monroe Institute, where you will be taught these different levels of consciousness. You'll explore the belief systems that that are out there and how to access them to see you know to, to bring people there. Uh, and basically, you're taught how to go meet somebody at the point of death, right when they die, right when they transition, and help guide them to wherever it is that they need to go. Now that is fascinating that there are living human beings who are able to alter their state of consciousness to escort someone who recently passed passed on to their next level in the other world. And he's got a whole program dedicated to this. And in his book, he talks about the statistics of, of you know, the success rates of this program. And obviously, this program is still going on, I guess, 20 years later now, um, at least with, you know, with these results that people are, are getting. Uh, I think in some cases, now again, the book was 1995, I think it came out, where they had some times where they were able to verify some of the information. Um, I don't know what results they've gotten since then by getting the person's name and, and place of origin and stuff. Um, but, you know, with the, with the results they're getting, you know, here, it seems like a pretty successful program. And, and I'm just so taken by it. And really, once I finished reading that final book, I really like my. I just had to shut my brain down for a while to try to absorb the power of what he was talking about because that really changes just about everything we know. We think, you know, in this existence, um, a lot of us feel that there's a, a higher power, a higher God that that is judging us and passing judgment on us. And according to the experiences that Monroe and others like him have had, that's not necessarily the case. And he almost makes an argument that we are here to do certain things in order to acquire a certain level of knowledge, um, you know, based on our experiences here as human beings. Um, you know, which at the end, like I said, at the end of the day, there's no judgment based upon that, those actions that we take. So what got me thinking, though, really keeps, I keep coming back to, and again, if you listen to the show, you know, ever since my father passed, I've really been looking hard into this. You know, I wonder if there was something negative that was, was affecting my father as he was trying to transition because it was such a bad, it was such a bad process. And maybe it was more traumatic for me to watch, but I, I don't know. My father fought it every step of the way. You know, it was it was a horrible, horrible transition for me, past of cancer back in 2013. And in Monroe's second book, he talks about um, basically creation was, you know, this creation was for the generation of uh, an energy called Lush, which is a, you know, some form of sustenance that, that some of these other beings in the other worlds, I guess, use for energy or nourishment. And that, that Lush is created from human suffering, human fear, human sadness, human loneliness. And, and it, it made it sound like, hey, this earth is one big loosh farm. You know, and I did a whole show dedicated to this. You know, look back on the YouTube page. I think it's in those archives or on serviceofchange.com. You can find it. Um, and I found other authors that have talked about stuff like this. Carlos Castaneda talked about, you know, the, uh, the predator that, that lives among us that feeds off of human energy, the Gnostic writings, um, you know, talk about the archons, the archontic force that again feeds off of human energy. So, 
in, in a way, Monroe's information kind of verifies some of these more much older texts and works and stories that there is some kind of parasite out there that feeds off of you know negative human energy, and, and some will make the argument that they induce those things in us. Um, so, what happens when we die? You know, I, I highly recommend you read Robert Monroe's book ultimate journey he gives a lot of good insight into it i don't know for sure i know what i've read but i don't have any direct experience with anything on that realm i'd like to i hope someday i make it to the monroe institute that's definitely a goal of mine um you know we'll see we'll see where it goes to though you know uh, but i'm also reminded of uh you know recently i was talking about a book by paul rademacher which was called the uh, spiritual hitchhiker's guide to the universe now paul is a former director of the monroe institute a few years back he left the institute there's a video online of Paul talking about one of his first experiences at the Institute where he was, um, you know, he leaves his body and he was brought over to, I guess, a group of, he called them, I guess, beings of light. I don't remember what, how he referred to them, but they were standing around uh, another person as that person was dying. And he came over to help. And what he realized was that that person that had just died was his father. And he was able to help his father in that transition process. And I'll see if I can find the video and, and leave it in the show notes. But listening to him talk about that was really, it, it resonates with me, obviously, because of what I'm going through or what I went through, what I'm still trying to figure out with, with the loss of my father. So I, I guess my point in this in this whole podcast is there's information to be had. There's experience to be had through the Monroe Institute uh, and some of these training programs that they offer that I think can give us some of the answers that we're constantly searching for. This is why some wars are fought over belief systems. And this here is a potential answer. Some people may say we're not meant to know. I completely disagree. And I think there's thousands of people who have been through the Monroe Institute's training program that would, would also take that same stance. We're meant to evolve. We're meant to understand this consciousness. And what has happened is we have forgotten who we are. And we have forgotten our connection and our ability to connect to something much greater than let me turn on the news and see what the latest tragedy is today. Or let me look at Facebook and see what's coming across my feed. We have unlimited potential and we have forgotten how to use it. Again, in in Food for the Archons, I spell this out quite well as far as some of the connections that we have and and research that verifies that, yes, this is a real phenomenon. So I hope that you'll check it out. I hope you'll subscribe to my newsletter, um, the Seeker newsletter through serviceofchange.com to stay connected, to get the updates when the book is going to be ready and available because I'd love for everybody to to read it and share the word. But... uh, I'm going to cut this podcast off here because uh, we are out of time. I've gone a little bit over my limit here. But again, check out Ultimate Journey by, uh, by Robert Monroe. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What happens when we die? What research do you have? And if you have anything, any type of information that you can send me about the archons, about energy parasites, about anything about Loosh. I've reached out to a couple people who have been through the Monroe Institute for some more information on Loosh. I've gotten a little bit, but uh, I can't seem to find too much more on it. So I'm actively searching for more information on on that experience and that particular subject. If you have it, uh, I, I'd love to hear about it. Please send it my way. You, all my contact information is at servicetochange.com. There's, there's, you, you can find it. Just hit the contact tab. You can send me a note. 
and also in the show notes, there's a spot as well. So that's all the time I have. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change, never stop questioning, and keep an open mind. Thank you. Welcome to Truth Seekers.